Hey, Brenna. Hi, Maureen. Hello. Okay, if you can hear Hobbit crying sadly in the background, it's because I, uh, me and my cousin left for two days to go up to the cabin, because it's um, Labor Day weekend, and we're back now, and it's a tragedy that we did that. Um, yes, how dare you? When we got home, uh, someone... Someone brought a turd out of the litter box. Not a lot. Um, just like oh. a single turd. Like maybe they failed to pinch it off and it just kind of followed them out. Um, but the funny thing yeah. was someone barfed next to the turd. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure it was a hairball we determined. But we were like, oh God, if you had like a really bad accident, it was, it was barf. It was fine. And like the turd obviously wasn't outside. It was, it traveled. Maybe someone kicked it out. And KK was, like, standing, like, he, like, he's a very clean man, and Hobbit's disgusting. Yeah. Like, Hobbit's real nasty, and only recently is like, oh, I'll cover my poop, too, I guess. Like, he has been trained by his older brother. Um, and as soon as we got home, like, KK was like, meow, meow, like, I'm sorry, it's such a mess, like, oh. And so our theory is um, either one of them kicked the poop out or it, like, got pinched off as they left, and... Uh, KK went to clean it up, but was so overwhelmed with how dirty it was and how ineffective his, like, scraping on the wall was that he got stressed. And, Hobbit, do not chew on wires! <laughs> Rub it on uh, your yeah, face right. isn't acceptable either. Uh, oh, that's really cute, but no, no, no. I'm sorry. One second. <laughs> One moment. My roommate has this cat at her parents' house that likes to chew on live wires. And they think he likes the little shocks he gets. I mean, that's... A little tingly sensation. That phone was unplugged, but it's like, he sees a wire, he's Still. like, Ooh. But, um, yeah, so we cleaned that up right away, and we're like, guys, it's okay. And we checked them both, and they're fine, but it was just funny how I, he, you could tell KK was, like, nervous when we got home. We're like, buddy, when have we ever yelled at you for throwing up? Like... We were mainly just trying to see if he did it anywhere else. He hadn't, but yeah, um, it was very funny. Um, and they are fine now. Hobbit's attacking a mouse boy. Well, uh, we uh, we didn't really think this whole dog name thing through maybe as much as we should have. You did mention that last time. How's that going? Oh, did I mention that last time? You mentioned the Finny Vinny situation at the beginning of last episode. Yes. Yeah, so now my brother is here. Yeah, um, but I don't he think we've had any yet. like big, yeah, no, no big mix-ups, but still, you know, it's um, they're buds, the oh, boys, good. the so boys are buds. They're bossum buddies, so it will literally be the like uh the sibling situation where you go through everyone's name except for the person you're trying yeah. to call. Yeah, basically, if, it probably will. If you have like, I think you just need like one sibling. Or a pet, and if your, uh, like, family member doesn't end up calling you the pet's name or the sibling's name. Yeah, my mom called us by the dog's name all the time. Oh, yeah. Constantly. Lucky. And that was her favorite child. Yeah. She, she picked up after herself. She picked up very good, so. Or she the picked only, up after everyone. The only one I haven't been called is Dash, but my mom doesn't really like <laughs> Um, My mom's not a big reptile fan. Like, mm. she hasn't stopped me, but she's like, oh, yep, cool. I don't need to look at that. 
Yeah, she's not she's not cooing over his cage. Have you read anything recently? Yes. Well, I finished the uh, Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, which was amazing. Nice. So, like, read that. Amazing. I cried. Um, but I have started um, The Dead Queen's Club by Hannah... I think it's Capen. I think the audiobook is at Capen. Mm. So, um... I guess I didn't really read the book description before I went into it because I just really, I, I loved Hannah Capen's uh, Foul is Fair, which was renamed to Beware, or Golden yeah, Boys yeah, Beware. Yeah, we talked about that. And the I Am Margaret Moore. So I kind of just jumped into it. Uh, looking on Libby, it seems like uh, this girl, she's new in town. Her best friend is this guy. And, like, two of his girlfriends are dead. Uh-oh. Is this a... Is his name Henry? Yeah. Yeah, dude. I know about Henry VIII and his his six wives. <laughs> I know about... Maybe she's probably like, done that. general history. I, I think I've talked about Six the Musical on this podcast. I need oh, you to listen to I, it. I never, I didn't make that. As soon as you oh said God. the title, I was like, oh, is this a modern... Oh, her name is Annie of Cleves. Anne of Cleves was one of the wives. Yeah, I know. Well, I actually, they were never that... actually married. She was from Germany, and she was the one who... Dude, you've listened to six. I know, I have. I just, I just didn't make, like I said, I didn't... Uh, though, okay, oh, if no, you're schools... that's totally fair. Um, Elizabeth... Uh, the first, like, Elizabeth Tudor was one of my, like, like, special interests when I was a kid. So, like, I know her life and, like, her parents' life back and forth. So, was obsessed with her as a kid. So, this is... Well, if, um, if I had read the description, the very first thing is, if your school's homecoming could see you, king I could had see a little too much in common with Henry VIII, would you survive with your head still attached? So, th- that's literally the, um... Is his name Henry VIII in the book, or is it, like... His name's just Henry. Okay. That'd be, like, not a lot of people are, like, the eighth these days, unless, like... Yeah. I mean, I think it'd be, like, so. his name could be Henry Tudor, and, like... You could you could keep a lot of their names, God, a lot of their names I, are still common names, so... I, I, is... Hey, I'm not... I'm just surprised, because, like, we've talked about Six, the musical. I know! But I just, like I said, I didn't... It's, yeah, it's possible. Things sometimes just don't click, but... you know? The main character, like, I just started this. And to be honest, Anna Cleves as the main character is, um, pretty, pretty smart. Because she actually doesn't, she, I, she lived, I think, the longest outside of his. Because he, they became friends, kind of, in real life. Yeah, yeah, and she is his friend. That was kind of, like, they dated for two weeks, but decided not to continue. Oh, that's, like, literally their story. So, yeah, so, well, her name is Annie Mark, but when he met him he was like when he met her he was like you don't look like an annie where are you from and she said cleveland so he called her cleveland or cleves yeah okay they uh, hannah capen does some really really fun stuff with her work so i mean i recommend all of her books um it's yeah so interesting, i, I recommend like, all of her books this is like real people we do this with but like I don't know. It's I think it's different than like Hamilton, which were like Well, like six, they're like, yeah, Henry was awful. 
we're just going to reimagine yeah. that these women uh, instead went on tour and had a better life. I think that's okay. And this is, like, turning into a oh, murder great. mystery. People have done, like, fan fiction of the royals. Like, even living royals, they still do that. Like, weird. It is weird, weird. But, but, like, no, it this is just drawing parallels. Yeah. It's, I think it's, it's, so. the, like, six wives of Henry Tudor is, like, a crazy moment in history. So, of course, people are going to be, like, doing interpretation. Yeah interpolations of it he's on his sixth girlfriend in two years and two of them are dead two of us are dead from the description so i like it and it's different because like technically the first wife didn't die divorce her there's a lot of um in the three books that she's written there's definitely a strong um women banding together to defeat evil rich privileged boys i can yeah i can i can and i'm here for that yeah i can always go down i'm always i'm always down for that so have you read anything mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i haven't finished either but i did start two books um i'm just gonna tell you about one because we might be recording another episode after this yes. um uh these are both books I got, well, the first one I'm going to talk about, it. both of them I got from the, uh, like, book stand at, uh, Pride this year from the Patrick Royal Library. Um, Heck yeah. And this one is not very text-heavy, it's more like an artistic, like, each page has, like, oh. it's kind of like a collage book. Oh, It's called fun. When I Knew, um, and it's obviously a collection of people but it's edited by um robert uh trochtenberg and illustrated by tom bachtel and it's um when i knew basically when i knew i was gay or like when my parents knew yeah like we figured it out and it just like some of them are longer stories some are shorter um some of them are like more complex some of them are like almost like jokes um like uh ones like i officially I was officially told when my wife and boyfriend sat me down and said, you're gay. Like, so, obviously that was a situation. Wait, wait, wait. Was she a girl or a guy? Because that's funny uh, Their name is Atori Zuccarelli, so I am not sure. Either way, if no matter if they're they had both female a boy identifying and they both had a male identifying. And a wife, so I'm going to assume that they were a man. But, cause that's, but also, perhaps they also, they could be, who knows what the gender is. That's, that's funny. It's funny either way. Um, and one of the, the longest stories is, like, about someone's granny that they had cared for. Um, and, you know, their parents were really supportive and, like, were part of PFLAG, which was the parents, families, and friends of lesbians and gays, which, um, was a, mm-hmm. I believe it still exists, but, um. You know, they gave her a book that says now that that is called Now That You Know. Um, and she read it and um, like they, you know, talking on the phone all the time. Like this is still someone very important to him. And he's like, oh, did you like, did you read the book? And she's like, yeah, uh, it's disgusting. And he's like, it's disgusting. Why? And she goes, oh, it's disgusting that some of the parents don't love their children anymore. Like, <laughs> whoo. And it's that one's a little bit of a longer story and she obviously has some time accepting it, but obviously the parents are supportive. So they're trying to help her. Um, mm-hmm. and obviously trying to help him. And 
Yeah. When she's he's like trying to tell his granny the phone rings and their mom picks up and it's his brother and she's like not now your brother's coming out to your grandma and he's like okay that's one less phone mail i phone call i have to make i guess like thanks mom for outing me but i guess i now don't have to do it yeah shall we we shall because i'm ember heart and i'm tangle tongue and this is warrior cats what is that it's um squirrel fight flight beating up her mom i, I mean, usually squirrel wouldn't fight, yeah. want squirrel fight to beat up her mom but to be fair last episode was very disappointing um it was very disappointing and i and then we had a collaboration between the medicine cats but they're obviously lethal and mothwing weren't part of it uh one because mothwing <laughs> wasn't she didn't have any dreams and the fool got a different dream and i was just like oh my gosh gods are mad at me but in reality it's probably not that but um but then she ran into (sighs) (laughs) and just like from us like guessing we're like how is this gonna go when they actually meet up i don't know about this but we can't stop them so no, we can't. But don't worry, we're with Squirrel Flight now. I don't know. Everyone's love life has been very exhausting and time-consuming in this book, so... That is, that is true. I'm, I'm hoping both boys next... leave her alone for this, like, chapter, and we can just have Squirrel Flight hanging out. That'd be nice. Yeah. Well, good news. Cloudtail asked if she'd like to come hunting with him, Brackenfurt, and Spiderleg. Nice! Those are two so people none of... that she's never dated. Or... Yeah, her uncle and two other nice dudes. Yeah, one of whom is definitely in a committed relationship. Yeah, and then Spider-Leg. Who's, like, just became... Spider-Leg. Who just is, like... He, like, just became an apprentice. Or, no, a warrior. A warrior. So he's, like, an, yeah. o- he's like Which, an awkward I mean... young man. Yeah, well, technically... They're not too far in say, that actually... age. In Firestar's quest, put him as older, oh, than her, but then so I don't really know. So they're pretty close in age. So actually, you know what? Maybe that would be a better guy for you to go out with, Squirrelflight. Yeah, you know, just really um, stick it to your mom and date every guy who you aren't related to. You know, just be like, okay, mom, you know what? You you're saying I'm being distracting. Watch. Do you think, like, so, sorry, I know this is, no, you can go, not really connected. Do you think, like, Sandstorm's projecting, because she kind of had something similar happen between her, Firestar, and Duskelt? Um, I mean, they definitely weren't confrontational over it, though. But Sandstorm never let it happen that way. That's But also, we don't. maybe she's, like, Yeah. I mean, she's like, why can't you control these men? And Squirrel Flight's like, that's literally not my job. Yeah, and she's like, well, it was my job. Yeah, that that's like, she's like, well, just because you dealt with something in the past that way doesn't mean I have to. 
We're on third wave feminism, mom. <laughs> so Ashford is going to supervise the apprentices while they take care of the elders. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Fur explains that they keep asking to work together. Squirrelflight can understand why. White Paw has been the only apprentice since Spiderlight was made a warrior a moon ago. And yeah, Birchpaw had been alone in the nursery since they got here. And Squirrelflight remembers fondly training with her best friend, Shrewpaw. Well, if only Shrewpaw was still alive, then, then she could date Shrewpaw. I mean, she has, ah, uh, so is her other girlfriend is currently Feathers. What? Oh, that's Leaf. That's Gosh Leafful. darn it, I'm sorry, I keep getting these girls mixed up. Um, her girlfriend's in another clan. Yeah. And there really aren't any other gals around. There's not really. Maybe we should change that. So they're going to go hunt um, by the stream close to the lake. The, w- <laughs> the wind tugs at their fur on the way, and Squirrelflight finds herself racing through the woods. Cloudtail runs next to her, his pelt brushing hers. Brackenfur catches up on her other side, and Spiderleg flashes past all three of them with a yowl of triumph, his long legs swiftly overtaking the rest of them. Wow. Yeah. He's named Spiderleg because he has got really long, long legs. Oh, I was commenting on the fact that uh, Hobbit just threw a box at me. Get down. <laughs> So Spiderleg is waiting for them and tries to catch a bird. But the wind changes suddenly, blowing Spiderleg's cover, and it flies away with a call of alarm. <laughs> there he is. He's looming it's over the boy. me. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Head empty, no thoughts. Really no thoughts. Okay, so Spiderleg gets toppled over because his long, long legs make his uh, scent go way up in the air. and Yes, yeah, so that's exactly what happens. Yeah, I, that's, I'm so smart. Squirrelflight stands on the bank, letting the wind sweep over her. She thinks she hears a faint cry of a cat in distress. But she doesn't hear it again, so she must have imagined it. Oh, hey, wait a minute. Something like this happened not... Not someone in distress, but we definitely thought we saw another cat. Are we in that same area? No, we are actually on the opposite end of our territory. What's happening here? Yeah, that was by the Shadow Clan border. We're now by the Wind Clan border. Hmm. Clocktail stands beside her, and he asks if she sensed anything. Squirrelflight shakes her head. Cloudtail tastes the air. Intruders. Cloudtail's got that. Really oh, good hey, shot. okay. Windclan? Brackenfur asks. No, Cloudtail says. He doesn't know who it is. And Cloudtail's right. There's definitely cat scent. More than one. But it wasn't from any of the clans. Rogues? Spiderleg asks, creeping down the bank. Cloudtail tells him to stay where he is. They need to find out what they're dealing with. Cloudtail steps forward and calls out, asking who's there. Hello? They know they're there. Come out. Come on. 
the grass parts by the stream. It's Daisy from Horse Place, oh, Squirrelflight hey, exclaimed. She have her baby? Oh, girl. Squirrelflight asks what she's doing here. <gasps> Is she lost? More girls. Yeah. Daisy cowers in the bush and pleads with them not to hurt her. Hmm. Spiderleg offers to chase her off, preparing to pounce. Guys, she literally just cool. asks us not to hurt her. Cloudtail tells him to stand up. They're gonna find out what's going on first. Cloudtail pads down to stand face to face with Daisy, and Squirrelflight follows him. She's a pitiful sight. Her long cream coat is muddy and tangled with burrs, and her eyes are blank with exhaustion. Squirrelflight asks if something happened at the horse place. Daisy blinks at her before she can reply. Mewling cries rise from the other side of the bush. Oh, babies. Kits. Kits. Cloudtail pushes past Daisy and shoulders into the long grass. Daisy follows him. Don't hurt my kids. Yeah, I was like, guys, oh, guys, 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 maybe we don't, like, go run up on someone's babies that are newborn. Squirrelflight finds three tiny kits huddled together, their tiny pink mouths open in a wail of hunger and confusion. One is cream like Daisy, and the others are gray and white like Smokey, the tomcat from Horse Place. Where's Smokey? Daisy encircles her kits with her body and draws them close. Please help us, she begs. Brackenfur assures her that they won't hurt any of them. Squirrelflight asks again what she's doing here. Her kits are too young to travel all this way. Daisy licks the cream kit. She says, when Floss had her kits, the no-furs took them away. Squirrelflight asks why. Daisy says no cat knows. They were so young when they were taken that their eyes weren't even open. Oh, that's not good. You should definitely not separate yeah. a cat from its mother that young. Even yeah, even like, Hobbit okay, wasn't been... that little. But, I mean, from as far as the folks who found him could tell, the mom was not around. So, oh, yeah, no. I mean, it's... You should never take kittens that like... young unless, like, the mom is literally not there. Okay, well, why might someone on a farm take away a bunch of cats before their eyes open? Uh-oh. Yeah. Is this a bag in the stream kind of situation? It See, at first I figured like with without like reading closely, I figured, oh, like they were they were probably taken just like, you know, the two legs, you know, take, you know, at 8 weeks. But when she said their eyes weren't even open, I kind of think maybe that was it. Bro, spay and neuter your cats. Right? If that's the issue, it's if you don't hard. want kittens throwing, running around, I have a real simple solution. Uh, get those spay and neutered and don't murder, like, like, or just gather up the whole family. If you still want yeah. barn cats, um, you probably won't catch, I mean, the mom, oh. Oh, this is yeah. awful. Yeah. Uh-oh. And if they're like that with some helpless babies, I don't know how they're going to feel about their new neighbors, which is 50 cats. Yeah. Cloudtail hisses in anger. If he had been there, he would have clawed their stupid faces. <laughs> Thank Daisy you, Cloudtail. That would do. The kits would still be gone. Floss would never see them again, Daisy says. 
So when she had her kits, she lifts her head defiantly. She left before the Nofers found them. Hot it. The drama. Also, I feel like Cloudtail has um, a lot of angst with this because, like, he was separated from his child by two legs. Yeah. So he probably is like, I think his comment was not him, like, being like, well, I would have fought them off. I think it's like, no. oh. Like, he's just, no, yeah, he's, he's like, I will kill for you now. Like, he doesn't even care. Um, I'm going to yeah. let my dumb cat out. Oh, never mind. My, my beautiful cousin let my dumb cat out. <laughs> Excellent. Um, ugh. That's... <sighs> it's very rarely yeah. we've had, like, positive experience with two legs. Like, the best experience we're going to have with two legs is when they don't notice us at all. Yeah. Yeah. Or they give us food. She had seen a lot of cats going past the fence in this direction, and she thought some of them would be friendly. She turns huge, trusting eyes to Cloudtail. <gasps> Cloudtail bends to sniff the kits. Daisy asks if they'll help them. Back there, and she points towards Windplant territory, some cats drove them off. Which, like, not a cute look, Windclan. Windclan's, like, in their, like, um, villain era. They're in their, like, tough girl attitude. They're like, yeah, my mom let me get a piercing at Claire's, and I'm wearing eyeliner now, so I'm not gonna hate, I'm not gonna sit by you on the bus anymore. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they're like, we're done being vulnerable. That doesn't mean you have to be done being nice. <laughs> yeah. But also, it makes sense with kind of the behavior we've been seeing from them recently that they would drive off. Yeah. Uh, especially if they didn't, like, send the kits, which, who knows, um, if they, but, also, we don't I know. I think it's pretty hard. Which Win Clan cat it was. Yes. Some of them aren't really super nice. Brackenfur tells her not to worry. That was Win Clan. She's in Thunderclan territory now. Yeah, they suck. We have had to save their skin so many times that we bring it up constantly and it definitely didn't give them a complex. Well, Daisy said that must be why they left them alone when they crossed the stream. So they definitely, like, chase them and you can't not notice oh, the, uh, okay, then they definitely their their kittens. So. Alright, Clan. Way to be mean. No excuse. I thought, uh, we don't I thought we always helped a kit in danger, but all right. Well, Daisy said her kits can't go any further, but she won't take them back. The Nofer will Nofers will steal them if she does. Cloudtail promises that they will help her. She can bring her kits to their camp. Daisy blinks warmly at him. Oh, thank you. He's so kind. Brackenfur looks surprised. Four kitty pets? What's Firestar gonna think about that? He can uh, talk about the time we let Cody in, or talk about the time that we were friends with Barley, or he can talk about the time that you, Cottail, <laughs> would eat kitty pet food, or he can talk about the time he constantly visited his sister who was a kitty pet, or the time that he brought, hmm, wait, you, Cottail, from a kitty pet a home. Kitty pet. Or the fact that he is a kitty pet. I don't think Brackenfur. Come on, bud. You're smarter than this. I've seen you put two and two together before. 
I understand where you're coming Firestar. from, but historically, I don't think Firestar is the one we gotta worry about in this situation. The Cloudtail says Firestar will understand. He was a kitty pet once, and so was Cloudtail. And he has a Does giant Black bleeding have a heart. Problem with that? Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah, you're gonna kill Krabby. The boy's killing his Dr. pet, <laughs> his little toy. Yeah. So actually, Miles is crabby once once upon a time. And he's murdering it. Right. Yeah, get him, dude. Christ. <laughs> Alright, um, pardon the jingles. It's fine. That's my dog. Uh, my cat, my animal was sobbing for half this episode. That's okay. Yeah, Yours that's is fair. murdering a, an, a, a little toy. It's fine. It's fine. Well, of course not, Brackenfur says. He just wonders if this is the right time to take in more cats when they haven't even finished exploring their territory. Squirrel Flight points out that it's now or never for these kits, and they're not going to send them along the lake into Shadow Clan. Yeah. We, God knows what will happen tells? there. And she yeah. already said that, like, I don't think my cats can go any farther. Yeah. Well, Cloudtail tells uh, each of them to take a kit and he'll help Daisy. Squirrel Flight picks up one of the gray and white kits, it wails, and starts wiggling. Just give the kits to Dusk Elk. <laughs> like, hey, uh, uh, Daisy, you don't even have to date Dusk Elk, but he will be the father to these children now. <laughs> and Ferncloud will also be a mother. Yeah, Ferncloud so, will date congratulations. you. Congratulations. Like, she's just, she just, you need, you need help. They, they love kids. God, they love kids just love kids so let me just say uh so the kit wails and starts wiggling shut up i'm trying to help you she mutters through its fur squirrel flight great with kids born to be a mother <laughs> now i would like a cat boys back. lining up to date her because they can see her potential we're picking up the kits and now i'd like a cat fact please okay i have a cat fact uh this is a slightly shorter one but not for lack of trying um okay so similar to the first uh cat facts cat records revisited um where we were talking about the longest running cat cafe was only uh like it only achieved that record in june 2022 this is another Mm -hmm. recent recipient of their record oh so pika and zippo are fraternal twins uh cats the fraternal twin cats um that have the world record for being the oldest living pair of cat siblings oh so they were born on march 1st 2000 so on march oh, wow. 1st 2021 they broke the record um they received it officially in august 2021 um and since i the record's still outstanding they're doing good as of March 2022. Right. Um, they are both uh, black and white short hairs. Um, they live in Feltham, London with their family, the Tises. And uh, I liked, what I liked about this record is rather than saying, oh, both of these cats are 22, um, the record says uh, they have a combined age of 44, which is nice. how I am now going to introduce my age from now on. Like, uh, hi, yeah, my name is Brenna. This is Maureen. We have a combined age of 53 years old. 
and I will make them do the math and let them try and figure yep, that one out. Never know. Um, Maybe I'm only eighteen. That's not true. <laughs> they won't know. Yeah. Why would I be in my forties or late thirties? I don't know. Okay. You look tired. <laughs> and I can usually sniff out more information about these record holders. Um, and despite my expert googling and dipping into local news archives of Feltham, London. I couldn't find much else about these two siblings. I I don't even know what their genders are. I don't know if this is like a boy and a girl or a, two ladies or two dudes. I don't know. I feel like they must be different genders. Otherwise, wouldn't they just call them twins? Well, fraternal can be the same gender. It just... Yeah, but I feel like with animals in the same litter... Well, oftentimes if two cats are born, people don't call them twins. That's true. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they're a boy and a girl. I'm not sure. I did find a... Or they just look different. Really cute photo of them. Um, which I will oh, send yeah? you right now. Oh, look at them. They're holding hands. And that one is, I think, from 2022, and I think you can just tell. The one that's standing up is like, wow, okay, that is a 22-year-old cat. And the one laying down, you're yeah. like, oh, just a kitty. Um, but they look good for a cat yeah, of that age. Good. And um, they just look like sweethearts. And I don't know. That's really all I was able to find out about them. Um, I tried to say. Hey. Yeah. Sometimes that's all you need. And uh, anything else, I think I was like, ah, it'll be creepy if I, like, try to dip in and, like, try and find these people's, like, um, like, Facebook or Instagrams. But all I could find was, like, uh, like, they were listed on some, like, article, like, listicle articles and, like, a Facebook group. It was like, woo, look at these two. Um, but yeah, uh, it seems that they're still enjoying their siblinghood and we're sending all of our love. All of our love. Ah, oh, congratulations to them. They start playing like their past. Mm -hmm. When Squirrel Flight reaches camp, the clearing is deserted. She heads towards the nursery, and Birchpaw bounds up to her. What have you got there? He asks. Oh, wow! White Paw, come look at this! <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! White Paw comes up, and she's like, kids, where'd you get them? Squirrel, Squirrel Flight, we didn't know you were pregnant. She's like, I'm super not, but... Jesus, no. Like, I, you well, guys Flight has, would have been able to tell, no. Squirrel Flight has a baby in her mouth and cannot really explain right now. <laughs> but soon other people she show continues. up and they also have babies in their mouths. Yes. Well, Squirrel Flight continues to the nursery and the apprentices call the rest of the clan to come look. Guys! appears and gasps. She tells him to bring them to the nursery, White Paw fetch Cinderpout. She also sends Birchpaw to tell Firestar, and Ferncloud asks Daisy if she's their mother. See, I told you, I told you Ferncloud was gonna be... Right, Ferncloud's like, mm. Where's Dustpelt? We can co-parent. <laughs> well, don't worry, Ferncloud tells her. We'll look after all of you. Ferncloud beats Squirrelflight to the nursery and assembles a warm, thick nest. Squirrelflight lays her kit down. It had stopped struggling, and its breathing was shallow. Daisy laid down beside her kits, nudging them anxiously. Uh, uh, uh. Is that a sound effect? Crinkly. Sorry, no. I'm trying to 
<laughs> trying to take my dog to get his like really super crinkly turtle toy like out but uh he doesn't want to do that sorrel tail heard there were kits and asked if she can see and when she does see them she purrs oh they're beautiful she'll help Oh. And the three she-cats, so Ferncloud, Sorrowtail, and Daisy, convincing. start licking the kits to warm them up. Yeah, basically. Everyone, everyone sees dark. cute kids and they're like, oh my god, give me a baby. Yeah. Squirrelflight is surprised to see how interested Sorrowtail is in the kits, then looks at her plump belly. And her scent has changed. Oh my god. Oh. She must be expecting Brackenfur's kits. Squirrelflight should not... Oh my god. Oh my god. She's... Wow. What? Just like... Yikes. Just the observational, like, abilities of a spoon. Oh yeah, definitely. Her sister agrees. Well, the kids begin to stir and suckle from Daisy. She looks up. They saved her kids' lives. She thought they would all die. Cinderpelt and Leafpool come in with herbs. Squirrelflight slides up to Leafpool's side, and she whispers, Does Leafpool think Sorreltail's expecting kits? Of course she's expecting kits, Leafpool snapped. Any cat can see that. Where has Squirrelflight been the last half moon? Okay. And Leafpool? Leafpool isn't usually this short-tempered. Uh, and she Squirrelflight feels a strong emotion coming off her sister in waves, but she can't quite figure out what it was. Cinderpelt shoulders her way over to Daisy. What is this? A gathering? She tells any cat that doesn't have anything to do here to leave. <laughs> okay! Woo! Oh yeah, the doctor is in. Doctor has, is in the building, and she's like, "Move over." Yeah. So Squirrel Flight leaves with Spider Leg and Brackenfur, and she hears Cinderpelt giving Daisy herbs to help strengthen her. Oh. Cloudtail is reporting to Firestar. Other cats had gathered. I'm sorry, that's Bramble so among them. Sorry, that's really sweet. That like. She heard through, like, the grapevine that someone brought in an ill mother and kits and was, like, grabbed, like, the three herbs she could and ran, like. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, it's just funny she showed up and, like, had the herbs ready. He's like, get out. I've got medicine. Brambleclaw was among them. He looked disapproving. But he always kind of looked disapproving these days, so... Yeah, I don't care. But he's not the only cat. I genuinely could give Levis of a crap of his opinion on this, and if he tries to give it. <laughs> oh, he will. Oh, I'll just start, like, talking about literally anything else. Dustpelt asks how long Firestar will let them stay. Firestar says it depends on a lot of different things. Dustpelt. they want to stay. Dustpelt's already like, they can stay forever. Uh, I don't think he's quite like I I Dustpelt's a great dad, but he's also a little prejudiced. Which one will win? <laughs> Dustpelt has two wolves that live inside of him. 
one is being a <laughs> one great father children. and one is just being kind of a jerk and being prejudiced. And they fight it out. Uh, they're fighting it out phenomenally right now. They are having it out. You wouldn't be able to see it because he looks so stoic. Yeah, but inside, but inside it is a, a it is one side of his brain's going babies, babies, and the other side's going the clan, the good of the clan. The babies are good for the clan. How do you know they're outsiders? They're like kitty pets. It's actually just two Muppets. <laughs> Cogtail says Daisy never wants to go back to Horse Place, not after Floss's kits were taken. Brambleclaw asks challengingly if that means he'll let them join the clan. Four kitty pets? A growl rises in the back of Squirrelflight's throat. Her father had been a kitty pet. She shared his kitty pet blood. Brambleclaw says they only have to look at Daisy to know she's probably never caught a mouse in her life. Squirrelflight. She'll need a lot of help to live out here. Okay, whoa, okay, 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 okay. I have a couple things to address in these past couple sentences. One, Squirrelflight. Are you a believer in people's parentage deciding, like, themselves? Or is it more of a, you're, you're being prejudiced against my dad, which in lieu is prejudice against me? Got it. Yes, yes, that is her. That is her Second, thing. Second, like, you guys, are, you don't know her life. Yeah, Brambleclaw, get out she of here. She probably has. It sounds like from what she's told us that these two legs aren't the kind that were leaving food out for them. We'll find out. Okay. Well, well, Firestar admits that this is true, but Thunderclaw needs more cats. Sorrowtail's kits will be welcomed, but they won't start their warrior training for many moons. Eh? Brackenfur. <laughs> hey guys, I just solved our uh, population problem. We adopt, Ooh. we kidnap some more kitty pets. We can't keep doing this. <laughs> well, Brackenfur and Sorrowtail blink proudly at each other. They're like, we're gonna make things that are good for the clan. They're like, whoa, we're gonna be such good, uh, uh, teachers. But I think we should probably ask, like... kitty pet. Daisy. Daisy. Also, what happened to her boyfriend husband? Daisy is... Well, that was, like, a poly situation oh. on the farm. Also, secondarily, um... We can't keep, like, telling moms, hey, thank you for doing these favors for us. We're keeping the kid. <laughs> I mean, the last kitty pet child we got was, like, a willing offering. <laughs> but I don't think we can be like, hey, lady, thanks so much um, for giving us these four kids. You can stay here until you feel better. Then you have to go. Like, no, no. The, there's four of them, including her. So they'd keep all oh, of them. Oh, okay. Yeah, three kids and Daisy. They're not, they're not going to separate them. Okay. Ooh. But those are kitty pets, Brambleclaw objects. How are they going to learn Cloudtail whirls around to face him? What did he say? <gasps> Had he forgotten <gasps> that his clan leader was a kitty pet? <gasps> that he was a kitty pet? 
He'll show Brambleclaw that a kitty peck can claw his ears off anytime. Yeah, please. Oh, oh my god. I never knew I wanted this. I actually want I actually want this so much. I, I want I want Cloudtail to kill Brambleclaw. Uh or maybe not kill. I just <laughs> I just I, I want Cloudtail to um knock the character development into him real fast. Brambleclaw takes a step. Back. Also, big talk cats. from you, Brambleclaw. Big, big talk. If we're going to talk about origins, um, you came from Tigerstar, and you know who Tigerstar killed? Cloudtail's mom. Mm. His foster mom. Cloudtail's foster mom was killed by Tigerstar. Okay, I was like, wait, what happened to Princess? I missed a chapter. No, foster mom. <laughs> yeah. Who he loved as Oh, yeah, no, and mother. she loved him. So, yeah. like... This is Obviously. hilarious. Brambleclaw, yeah. dig that grave a little deeper for yourself. I can still see your ears poking out. Come on, buddy. Keep it up. Everyone's going to be so excited if you become deputy. You're just making a lot of friends. The other cats looked shocked, including Brightheart. And Squirrelfight didn't realize that Cloudtail was still sensitive about his origins. Which I don't think he is necessarily, like, still, like, insecure about him in himself. I think it's the fact that we're judging literal babies. Yeah, and, you know, just, like, the fact that this is even coming up again. Which is, like, dude, Like, we've covered this. Over this? Rambleclaw, we've covered you. (laughs) I mean, we've talked about Rambleclaw's, like, kind of... Regression? Uh, I-, I liked the way we kind of decided it was Firestar's, like, yes. journey was complete we, about we it, but we Firestars, didn't yeah. actually have Brambleclaw come to a resolution about it, and this is what we're experiencing. Yeah. Um. Yes, I agree. But it is, like, and I would say, this is a new way to look at, like, the kitty pets, because not everyone, not every kitty pet ends up being a Firestar, or even a Cloudtail, like, um, Cody wasn't... Yeah any of those she she hung out she did what she had to do and then she ended up leaving because she's like this is not the life for me um yeah and it's kind of funny again guys i will i know i'm not even part of the conversation but i will say we are making a lot of assumptions here without asking the adult mom who uh from last we heard did have two adult men who she lived with and Maybe we should like, um, figure out no. what's happening there because I... it, it was a it was Smokey and Floss who was the other mother. Oh, that was a, another woman. Never mind. Um, yeah. So we don't. Maybe we should like before we like. I am all for Cloudtail beating. I guess they have to decide. I have to. They have to decide if they're going to extend the invitation. True is what they need. True, to do. and then they're then they'll see what she wants. Okay, that makes sense then. Squirrelflight goes to stand beside Cloudtail. And if Cloudtail doesn't claw him, she will, she hisses, glaring furiously at Bramble. And then she makes eye contact with her mom being like, look. I'm handling it. I'm handling it. (laughs) She's like, this isn't what I meant. Well, it's what I'm doing. (laughs) If I kill one of them, then he can't make any issues. Exactly. And she's like, that's super... Not what we need right now. I didn't mean murder. And she's like, I think you said murder, one of them. Firestar says that's enough. She fear claws. There will be no fighting here. 
Thank you for standing up for us, a quiet voice says from behind Squirrel Flight. Who's that? Daisy couldn't help but overhear. She didn't intend to join anyone when she left. She just wanted to save her kits. If it's a problem, they can leave as soon as her kits are strong enough to travel. Oh god, this Cory's really echoey. Oh my god. I love her. <sighs> She's good. She's, yeah, wow. Way to defuse the situation. She's just like, oh, hey, if this is an issue, don't even worry about it. Um, I just, like, didn't want my kids to die. <laughs> and all of them are like, oh, yeah, we can agree. That's not what we want. <laughs> Well, Cogtail assures her that it's not a problem, and Firestar adds that she can stay as long as she wants. But if she decides to leave, she'll have to think carefully about where she'll go. The life of a loner is tough. He asks her if she's used to catching her own food. Squirrelflight says she's sure Daisy can. And before um, she could answer, uh, before Daisy can answer, because, you know, Barley and Ravenpaw catch their mice at their barn. Yeah. Daisy shakes her head, looking embarrassed. No, we... No, she'd be too fat and lazy to run fast enough, Sutfer interrupts, loud enough to be heard. What? Sutfer! Um! Yeah. Oh, whoa! Who's your parents again? Uh, Whitestorm was one of them. Oh! Uh, whoa, whoa, who was your... Who was your mentor? Your mom saved you from a badger for this? Where did you get your, your manners, kid? I'm about to shove your head into dirt place. I'm about to shove you into a locker. I'm going to find the mine shaft that we forgot to close up in this quarry, and I'm going to throw you down it, kid. What? I don't think there is a mine shaft in this quarry, but, like... Sifur, you've had, like, three lines, because I don't really know who you are. Uh... That is a bold thing to make an impression with. His uh, mentor was Longtail and then uh, Thornclaw. Oh! And, yeah, you know, Thornclaw is kind of a tool. And Longtail Um, had more toolish tendencies in the beginning of his, of of when we knew him. He, he, and yeah, his mother did sacrifice herself to save him from that. Yeah. Okay, Sutfer, um, thank you for sharing your opinion with the class. Now you can, um, shut up. Mousefur hisses at him and gives him a clout around the ear. Yeah! <laughs> thank you, Mousefur. Mousefur just turns around and slaps She's him. She's just like, what? Your father would die again. Rather than have hear that from you. Well, Squirrelflight is glad, because she would have done it if she had been close enough. Firestar says that they'll show her how to hunt if she stays, and they'll train her kits in their ways. Cogtail tells her that she doesn't have to decide now. She should go back to her kits. She needs rest. Firestar tells Birchpaw to bring Daisy some fresh kill. And Cogtail tells Daisy that everything will seem better when she's not hungry and tired. Squirrelflight sees Brightheart look a little unsettled as her mate touched his nose to Daisy's flank, and she watches them walk back to the nursery. Brightheart turns and murmurs to Whitepaw that her father is doing exactly the right thing. Daisy is exhausted and must be terrified. 
Brightheart hurries to catch up to them. She asks if Daisy needs anything to help with the kits. Daisy glances at her and lets out a squeak of alarm. What happened to your face? <laughs> Shoot. Oh. To be fair, Squirrel Fight... She probably has never seen a cat with that severe of injuries. Well, yeah. Well, Squirrel Fight is so used to Brightheart's injuries that, you know, she doesn't really think about it. But she can understand how Daisy would be frightened. You know, her face is severely scarred and she's missing an eye. Like, oh, I guess, you know. Squirrel Flight thinks that she didn't need to show it like that. Though. Yeah, it is That's pretty rude. She got, I mean, you, even if you are surprised by someone's appearance, like, usually the first thing you, usually, like, the polite thing is to not yell out, oh my god, why are you, like, oh my god, why are yeah. you like that? I was attacked by dogs, Brightheart says. She lowers her head and turns the injured side away from Daisy. She steps back and lets Cloudtail and Daisy go into the nursery alone. And she went to the warrior's den. No, that was sad. That was really sad. That was... I feel bad. Like, I know... <sighs> yeah. But, I mean, I guess... If you were a barn cat where they just get rid of, like, kids, I, I can't imagine they would keep any handicapped cats around. No. That's, uh... Because I was well, almost actually... like, oh, maybe it would be more likely she would see an injured cat, because, like, humans would take their animals to a vet, but probably not these humans. It doesn't seem like these people take great care of... They feed their cats, but it doesn't seem like That's they do much it, else yeah. to care for them. Ashfur asks Squirrelflight if she wants to hunt. They head out of camp, and Ashfur says they'll need plenty of plenty of prey, four more mouths to feed. But his tone is warm, much more welcoming to the newcomers than Brambleclaw had been. She's half kitty pet herself. Does Brambleclaw think she shouldn't be a warrior either? Probably. Just kidding. She she follows Ashfur and pushes thoughts of Brambleclaw out of her mind. It didn't make a difference where Daisy came from. ThunderClan needed more cats, and Daisy's arrival could be exactly what they needed. Hmm. I mean, could be. Yeah, maybe. I mean, more young cats can't hurt if Daisy decides to stay. Yeah. Would you like to dip our toes into Chapter 10? Sure, let's dip. Leafpool brings Daisy some herbs. It had been two days since they arrived, and her and the kits had almost recovered from their exhausting journey. Daisy murmurs that they're all so kind. Leafpool bends to check on the kits, careful not to disturb them. She tells Daisy that they're beautiful. She asks if they have names yet. Yes. The one with the cream fur is Barry. The bigger gray one is Mouse, and the smallest one is Hazel. <laughs> Those are such cute names! Leafpool remarks that those will work well as clan names. Berry Kit, Mouse Kit, and Hazel Kit. She'll let Firestar know. Daisy looks a bit doubtful, like she didn't necessarily want her kids to join the clan. But Ferncloud creeps in with a mouse before she can say anything, and Leafpool leaves them to discuss the kits. 
It had been more than half a moon since Crowfeather, since she saw Crowfeather on the hillside, but she had no word from him. Good. Half of the time, Leafpool drifted around in a haze of happiness when she remembers the look in his eyes and the scent of his pelt. But the other half of the time, she's racked with guilt that she even agreed to meet him again. She's trying harder than ever to concentrate on her medicine cat tasks. As she heads to her den, a tortoiseshell cat hurled herself through the tunnel and into the clearing. Leafpool thinks of Sorreltail for an instant. But then she recognizes Mosspelt, a River Clan warrior. Uh-oh. Leafpool, she gasps. Thanks, Star Clan, she's here. Mothwing sent her. There's a sickness in River Clan. Ah! It's bad. Very bad. Ah! Mm. Mothwing said that Leafpool would understand what the trouble was. Dun-dun-dun, cliffhanger. The humans are poisoning us. I don't know. They pulled it once with the rabbits. They can pull it again with the cats. That is true. Um, yeah. Well, at least that's one plotline revisited. We're back to that. And we know it probably has to yep. do with the people. But I was... Uh, I kind of like... I don't really know where the plot's going with this. <laughs> it's There's a lot happening. <sighs> and... I mean, I know we'll... We're kind of like in like the... We're like in the middle of this arc. We are in the middle of the second half of the arc. Oh! And you know, both books, uh, you know, there's kind of like three books was the journey, and now three books is us settling in. So we're oh. like in the middle of that. Okay. You know? So we have to establish some things. We have to get something, some groundwork laid out. Um, yeah, we're not quite halfway through this book. Okay. So. so I, you know what? Anything could, I, it's all up in the air at this point. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. And folks, if you want Don't believe it's over. to do a certain thing, which is follow us on Instagram or Twitter. <gasps> You can do that by uh, following us on Instagram or Twitter at WCWITCast, or you can email us uh, at WCWITCast at gmail.com. Um, and if you want to help out the podcast, best we can do that is share it with a friend and be like, there is a baby named Barry. I don't need to tell you anything else. I'm sure he'll grow up to be great. I hope he grows up. Please. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm Everheart. <laughs> and I'm Tangle Tongue. And this has been Warrior Cats. What is that?